Welcome back, guys, to uh, episode six. Yeah, I think so. We made it. I don't know how to count past five, so <laughs> I guess that's what it's called. Yeah, so welcome to episode six uh, of the Align Podcast. I am Aliza. I'm Helen. And we are going to, uh, we're, we're going to talk. We're going to talk to you guys about some astrology stuff. We're going to talk to you guys about some pop culture stuff. We're going to talk to you about like the amazing submissions and the stories that you have generously given us to share with the world. Thank you for sharing your stories. Uh, as always, if you would, if you have something to say, if you want to share your story with us for the what the fuck is wrong with my ex segment of the show, write in at hello at align.la. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Yeah. And just a couple, a quick little plug. You should follow along with our bachelorette recaps on our blog. Um, if you have any thoughts about that, please write in hello at align.la or tweet at us. We love your, we love hearing your thoughts on the bachelorette specifically. And I guess on the planets too, (laughs) but more about the bachelorette. So lots of ways to connect. Helen and I don't bite hard. (laughs) Uh, Have I talked to you, Helen, about how I feel like Austin Powers, like more often than not? No. Do you feel like you relate to Dr. Evil too? I do. Yeah. And I also feel like I relate to Fat Bastard. So I think wow. that, yeah. You know, I was going to say, I think I relate to his son, not Fat Bastard's son, but um, Dr. Evil's son, Seth Green. Mm-hmm. What is his name? It's something evil. Yeah. Mini evil. No, no. Mini me. Mini me. Mini, <laughs> Mini me was an unbelievable concept for a character. Unbelievable. Some things are very much products of their time and like kids are not going to see movies like that anymore. There can be no mini me in movies right now. Scott Evil. Scott Evil. Scott Evil. Scott Evil. So good. That's a good guy. That's a good name. Scott Evil. With Frau Farbissina. That was his mommy. No. Yeah. (laughs) I really, I do, I actually relate to the whole, uh, I there was this amazing moment when Dr. Evil goes on Jerry Springer uh, and the caption under it says, Dr. Evil just wants to take over the world. Oh my and God. It's like <laughs> so good. That's it. That's, That's it. all I want. Some people are really misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Today's episode could be about misunderstandings. Or not. It, it doesn't have to it be. Can it can be. You know, it, that's a, a really nice segue into our themes this week. Of the full moon in Sagittarius. Full moon themes. Full moon themes. Full moon themes. Major key alert. <laughs> full moon themes. Uh, and <laughs> and our uh, the summer solstice, our least favorite day of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it all goes downhill. Yeah, it's, all, from there. it's all downhill from there. Basically, summer solstice means that summer is over. This is the end. This I know is the that end of summer. That's not like the the normal interpretation of that some people uh misinterpret it Mm -hmm. to suggest that summer is just beginning but in fact we've built up to the longest day of the year and now we are no longer going to be experiencing that right so really savor that day because it's the last long day you're going to experience what day is it this year the 20th tonight is the summer solstice let's back up so tonight is the summer fucking solstice it is the longest day of the year um this is, I mean, what do, what are you all going to do to celebrate? We're going to 
try to get as many sun rays in as possible, I guess, because it's all downhill from here. Yeah, I mean, stay up all day and all night. You have the rest of the year to sleep. Yeah. The days are so <laughs> short. Really embrace it. Read poetry, Grim Reaper poetry. Listen to all the Align podcasts again. Mm-hmm. The summer solstice is kind of a beautiful thing. How so? It's just the earth telling us, giving us one last shot. It's like prom, you know? It's like the last day of school. It is. It does kind of feel like the last day of school, the summer solstice. Yeah, like it could be like a 90s teen movie with Sean Penn in it. Could I guess um, like an 80s teen movie. Can Seth Green also be in it? Yes, yeah, Seth Green is in it. Can Mike Myers be in it? Um, Maybe. In like could a, in, he Austin could be like Powers a cameo role in his three different characters. Being in, I didn't, I never really enjoyed the third Austin Powers gold member. Oh, really? I liked it with Beyonce. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was. I love Lemonade though, so you know. <laughs> I think Lemonade is a direct response to gold member. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, unpopular opinion. It's gold member, gold member two. Interesting. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> perfect segue also into our conversation around uh (laughs) cancer season okay so it's cancer season so it's cancer season even though we're bemoaning the summer solstice and all the darkness that it brings (laughs) (laughs) that's the moan sound (laughs) (laughs) cancer season really what this month with this whole month of june is is like the introduction to the better part of 2016 yeah i mean the first half of 2016 has been such shit yeah i feel like we i mean since we've only been recording our podcast in dark times so (laughs) so just wait until shit gets good yeah because for the past couple of months we've had to say misery 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 yeah let's list all the planets (laughs) but also at the end of june on which day is 29th Mars goes direct. Mars goes direct. So June 29th, Mars is going direct. That means that we're really going to be like pretty free. Yeah. We're like a lot is going to be lifted off of our uh, shoulders. As the days get darker, our mood gets lighter. Oh, think about that. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I will. Um, Cancer themes. Cancer themes. Cancer is the crab. It is the... Who is it ruled by? Tell me it's ruler. It's ruled by the moon. The moon. And these are known to be the moodiest because their moods are also so connected to the moon's phases. And the moon is... uh, It sees the most movement of all of the different planets that we're following. The symbol of the crab is so, it's a very cool symbol. There's a lot that we can, I think more than any other sign, there's a lot that we can unpack about cancer's characteristics from that symbol. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the crab has this hard shell, but this like mushy and inside. Um, Yum, 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 yum. yum. So there is this like, there's a, there's a hard exterior to the cancer um, where you're sort of like, I don't really know. Like that's, that's someone little bit difficult to read them um but then when you get to know them they're very like generous soft caring compassionate people um but i've also read that the crab symbol is important because in life like cancer will be in so many situations where like their shell is going to be like hit 
it's going to go in the ocean. It's going to get all these waves like and it might get beaten up. Oh, wow. But throughout the whole thing, like they still have this sense of who they are inherently. That's really beautiful. Yeah. That's really nice. And I think that that works with the moon too. Like the moon's movements, like there's so much oscillation, but at their core, there's something that's really present. That's really consistent. That's really like who they are. That's really they, great. They have a really um, consistent sense of self and of intuition. Mm-hmm. I mean, they definitely are, are going to be uh, among the most intuitive uh people of the zodiac right like cancer is has an amazing ability to see in to see in the dark you know it's ruled by the moon so it can actually see through this darkness and see like the beautiful light that is also projected onto the moon that's also beautiful yeah i mean cancer season is very poetic time well who some of our favorite cancers um yeah well number one 50 50 cent we love him we love him we love him and he, with his bulletproof vest, is like, that's like the quintessential example of a hard exterior. His soft interior, his sweet smile. So some other kids, Malia Obama. Why do you <laughs> like her? I really, Malia Obama and uh, Jaden Smith have a July 4th birthday, along with another very famous cancer, the U.S. of A. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs> So the USA is a cancer and you can, and generally as our like national characteristics do have some cancerian qualities. Like there is, we are very like territorial. We're like, get off my shit. Yeah. I mean, that's like fucking manifest destiny. Yeah. Scary shit. Yeah. Yeah. Loyalty like is so, so important to us. And when we feel spurned, we're fucking dropping bombs on your country. Yeah. That's super cancer. I think more than any other sign when cancer is like thinking bad thoughts about you, you can like see it in their eyes. Like mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. lasers mm-hmm. come out of cancer eyes mm-hmm. pointed at me from so many people. We say that Leo is love me or I die. Cancer might be love me or you die. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. cancer is very much like, why don't you get me? I thought you got me. If you don't get me, fuck you. I mean, they like really, if you, you know, like wrong them in some way, they will build up walls to shut you out forever. They're not easy communicators, natural communicators, because so much is so intuitive to them. And they expect that intuition out of people too. Right. They want to, uh, they want, they expect a lot of conversations to be uh, between the lines. They're always looking between the lines for conversation. And that actually correlates with the, the crab walk as well. When we say that, you know, an attribute of cancer is that they walk sideways, that's uh, that's kind of their way of being able to skirt through situations without having to confront them directly. So we are now going to to segue into our next segment, which you we know you guys can't get enough of. We can't get enough of it. We hope you can't get enough because we're still doing it. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with your ex, our ex, my uh, ex, all of, collective ex, the collective the ex, collective as we ex. always say. But we got some re- some letters this week, so let's read them. Handwritten letters, handwritten snail mail. So we got some snail mail this week. If you want to snail mail us, hello at align.la. Okay, let's start with this first letter from confused 
Gemini. Ooh. Why am I always attracted to the ones who are wrong for me? If it's not a boy with an earth sign, it's a girl with a water sign. I once thought I fell really hard for a Pisces, and it kind of ruined me because she said she was straight after all. So I decided to opt for who I thought was more compatible instead. An Aries turned out to be cold, and a Libra was just not on my level at all. No surprise there. Somebody once told me I should try for more water signs, but if water, earth, fire, and air don't work, neither boy or girl, who do you think my match should be, you know? P.S. My chart alignments are Gemini Sun, Pisces Moon, Scorpio Rising, Leo Midheaven. Say those again. Gemini Sun. Gemini Sun. Pisces Moon. Oh, okay. Pisces Moon. Scorpio Rising. Scorpio Rising. Leo Midheaven. Leo Midheaven. Interesting chart. Okay. So this is this is a good question. Let's so, unpack this a little bit. So, uh, well, what have we what have we experienced here? Well, I want to I we're very um thank you so much first of all for submitting your story and for allowing us to take a stab at this. Um thank you also for including the different aspects of your chart. Um we're going to unpack these. I think this is going to be really helpful in yeah. figuring out what's going on here. Uh right off the bat, you know, with the Gemini sun Scorpio rising and Pisces moon, we're dealing with a, uh, a very uh, disparate public and private life situation. Yeah. We're dealing with uh, this confused Gemini is definitely outputting as one thing and then processing as another. And that is going to be challenging. Uh, because people are not necessarily reading you confused Gemini as you feel. I think when people meet you, they're probably very drawn to this mysterious, like they can tell that you're an intuitive, emotional person, but then there's also this like very extroverted aspect too. Um, well, also I think an interesting thing to note is that in all aspects, in these three placements, there is an aspect of duality. Yeah. Gemini is you know obviously the most known for duality because it has this uh you know it's it's the twins but Scorpio rising which is the way that people perceive you Scorpio is really all about revealing and concealing so there is always information that's being presented and information that's being left out and then Pisces moon is two fish swimming in different directions so there's also a duality there as well so there's definitely like a lot of layers to to your chart it's not a straightforward chart and that's probably why you're having a hard time just looking at it on a sign level because you need to find somebody who's not necessarily it's not finding the right sign for you it's finding like the right person for you right I mean you're someone who with these placements I would say is like comfortable in flux that is a quality that is going to be necessary Mm -hmm. Aries is definitely not comfortable in flux and it's interesting the language here and Aries turned out to be cold, especially with that Pisces moon that you're going to need someone who can be compassionate and sensitive, but who can also match you on your level of wits. And that's also going to be a challenge. Yeah. I mean, I'm already, I'm seeing Sagittarius as a really solid option. I don't think so. Why? I don't think with that Pisces moon. But if the Sagittarius was able to then have enough in their chart to balance it, I mean, what if they had, 
some more what if they had Scorpio what if they had Capricorn you know like what if there was something else that was able to like pull it back yeah. I mean you're confused Gemini you are going to have to ask date and time and location of birth before you even like yeah. meet someone because you really do need to know the full picture mm-hmm. I think you know I think that you're you're gonna need someone who's um who's more intuitive than a Sag is that's my my intuition maybe maybe even a Leo maybe a Leo yeah but Leos can be so uh selfish and that Pisces moon can't stand that that Pisces moon has a hard time with that ultimately it's finding the right combination you are going to need somebody who has a you know you're gonna need it you're gonna need somebody with a chart that is complementary to yours it's really not just finding a uh who what's good with gemini it's yeah. finding what's good with your specific makeup i think you know you said somebody once told me i should try more water signs and i think that you're gonna need to find people with water signs in their charts like in one you know maybe in a moon sign placement or even in like in a mercury um but i don't think as a sun water is the optimal sign for this I actually person. agree with you there. I definitely agree with you. I think that uh, especially if confused Gemini is Leo Midheaven, it means that they are, not only do they have that like fun, uh, <laughs> fun and flirty, uh, that like charisma of a Gemini, mm-hmm. but they also have this like leadership potential that they're continuing to grow into into their life through the Leo Midheaven. And I think a water sign in a sun placement is going to not be able to really jive with that too well. So I I think that it is finding an emotional and an intuitive person. So definitely water is great somewhere in the chart, but in the sun placement, not so much. I think think it could be worth exploring another Gemini. That's my, I think, you know, a Gemini with similar like water and earth to anchor it and a little bit more so that it's not really all over the place that there is a sense of security and a sense of groundedness I think someone with earth to get you know to get all that water um soak it up a little bit um Um, so confused Gemini I'm sorry that we don't have this the one panacea for this you know we don't have the one sign that we know you should be with but we'd love to follow up with you um so if you could come back to us with more information about some of the people that you've dated charts, we can take a closer look and see what's going on and, and actually maybe try to piece together who would be a really good match. So we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Thank you for writing in. Um, we are going to look at another case now. Uh, Helen, what's the story? All right. We have a letter from a Capricorn. This is the snail mail? This is the snail mail. I love that you keep calling it a letter. A letter. This is our letter from a Capricorn. Dear lovely Leo ladies. Aww. Yeah. I love it already. (laughs) I love it. I, a double Capricorn with a Cancer moon. Another water sign moon. I'm in a quincunx quagmire with this Gemini Sag moon at work. Gemini Sag Moon. I know. Damn. And confused, she's a, and she, this confused is a, Gemini. This is a Capricorn with a Cancer Moon. Right. Yeah. Confused Gemini, if you thought you had a problem, get a load of this shit. 
We met in the kitchen last October while I was nuking my lunch and he was getting some hot water. I shook his hand, parentheses, Gemini rules the hands. I love that. End parentheses. And it was all over for me. When he said he left, oh, he said when he left, I hope to see you more often, which I didn't even pick up on until later. He's very attractive. Like he should be a model. Tall, Ooh. lean. I know. Stop. I'm getting horny. <laughs> He's very attractive. Like he should be a model. Tall, lean, big eyes, perfect five o'clock shadow. Girl. Mm. I felt awkward because this is work. I'm a double cap and my love mojo is seemingly disarmed at work. I'm pretty sure this gem is a Scorpio rising because the way he would eye fuck me as we passed each other rivaled Prince. R.I.P. But for months and months, that's all we did. Finally, I broke the silence and chit-chatted with him in December, right before the holidays. He was looking for a coffee mug and found one with cats. He joked that he was going to name the cats. And I started laughing. Clearly, I'm not a cat person. I don't even know what to say. I brought him to my office and gave him my coffee mug, a mug all new employees get. He kept trying to make conversation before he left. And then more silence. I started saying hi to him, but I was the only one initiating. I thought, maybe this guy is shy. I'm about 11 years older than him, but I don't look it. Anyway, during this whole time, I felt the attraction grow between us. But what we were saying wasn't changing. So about a month ago, on a Friday evening after work, so I could get some fucking closure, I decided to email him and ask him out. And I asked about my mug. Girl, that's like that's a cancer moon coming out. Where the fuck's my mug? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He wrote me back on a Sunday evening saying he hoped I wasn't going to be offended, but he'd prefer not to because he's so busy and doesn't even have time to see his friends. It was a really long no, a well thought out no, but still a no. I thought, okay, fine, you I fucking weirdo. I'm done. <laughs> but no, first of all, I now avoid him like the plague because this seagoat has her dignity to maintain. Secondly, when we do see each other, he still smiles at me. It's like I don't even, it's like I didn't even write that email. I, by the way, do not smile back because it makes me feel all vulnerable and queasy and I'm at work. What in the world is going on? How can a guy remain interested and not want to do anything about it? I'd love your POV on this. Sincerely fucking over this bullshit. Son opposite me. <laughs> Girl, we oh, feel you. Man. <laughs> okay, well, fuck this guy. I mean, yeah. like, I honestly, like, from the minute that you started mentioning what this journey was, he's a Gemini. You established contact so long ago. Gemini knows how to make a first move. They do. Gemini are very comfortable in many, many, many different situations, including awkward ones, which is why he's continuing to eye fuck you. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like you're eye fucking me. We're at work. This is totally inappropriate. But Gemini doesn't care because they don't like social graces are like not really an issue for them. And it sucks. But like as a oh man, as you're the Capricorn and the Cancer moon is like it takes it's taking the situation so seriously because that's what you're going to do. You're in the work environment. You want to take it seriously. Your cancer moon is like, I'm getting intuition from this. I'm vibing. I'm getting real vibes from this person. But the truth is, is that he can vibe anywhere, anytime with any fucking thing. I mean, I hate it when guys say they're busy. I think it's bullshit. Um you know, with respectfully, everyone is busy. So come on now. But 
Right. I, who's who's free? Who's who's yeah. free? Who's, Who has time? Who's free all the time? Come on now. You're a Gemini. You can do a million things at once. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that you should be commended, first of all, for making a move and for being open and for expressing how you feel. And even it's even braver to do that with someone that you work with, knowing that you are going to see them all the time. You yeah. know? Yeah, and if you don't have to interact with him, don't fucking play that game. Dude, let's you get him fired. To, yeah. Let's gonna, get him We're going to write a letter to your boss, the Leo ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that's Love how, the that's Leo how, ladies. That's how loyal we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I think also, like, there's such a practicality to Capricorn, and there's such a subtlety to that chart placement, right? Like, I think Capricorn probably gets misread, and Cancer too. Like, both of those signs get misread more than, like, any other signs. And... Capricorn you're like oh I'm making this like really obvious move like I'm invite giving you my mug you know and it's sad that people don't pick up on like the generosity of that yeah. because that's a really beautiful thing that you did you know like that's a really generous it's thing that sweet. you did it's really sweet and I don't think that like a cap not a, a, I don't think that a Gemini with a Sag moon has the capacity to pick empathize with that, that yeah. and pick up on that and to know that that's something that meant something to you. He probably like, this is maybe the extent to what his relationships can entail. You know, like maybe this is the thrill for him is having this work flirtation and this crush at work. But then transitioning that into something realer is he's not capable of doing that because he's getting off on this idea of having a work crush. So, so fuck your Gemini ex. Yeah. Fuck I mean, your Gemini ex. this guy won't get you. He won't get you. He won't get the subtleties of you and your beautiful humor and your amazing And your attitude. mug and your yeah. fucking gorgeous mug. And like, you're not a cat person. So thank fucking God. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck your Gemini ex. Thank you so much, Capricorn, Sun Opposite Moon, for writing in. Uh, I think that the the moral of, of this episode is really thinking about, uh, this is a very intuition-oriented episode. Yeah, inside versus outside. Inside versus outside. Uh, we hope that you continue to write in. Please follow up with us, the stories that we heard today. Hello at align.la, or you could find us on social at Do You Align. Uh, and we can't wait to hear from you and we can't wait to uh, to keep keep on keeping on. Have a beautiful, beautiful full moon. Summer solstice. A beautiful summer solstice. Enjoy it. Yeah. And Lots of things to look forward to. We, we're starting summer and we're starting a life by the beach. Life by the beach. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.